Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 64 of Talk of Fame podcast with your host, Kylie Montigny. And so excited to have on host of podcast, She's Unscripted, Christy Katzman. Thanks so much for coming, Christy. Christy, yeah, Christy. Yes. Hi, Kylie. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I've been so looking forward to this. I'm so impressed by what you're doing. So I'm excited to get into a conversation with you. Of course, me too. So uh, you were the host of podcast is unscripted. What made you want to start doing that and being in that type of industry? Yes, you know, it's funny. I think I've always loved storytelling. And believe it or not, Kylie, I grew up in an era where there was no social media. Mm-hmm. So the options for sharing in this way were so limited. So I think kind of when we got into the pandemic, I really just started this a year ago. It was really just a passion project for mine. Uh, It was just a passion project of mine. I wanted to share other women's stories, you know, not only to give them a platform and a voice, but hopefully then to have other women listen and get inspired as well. I will tell you too, a big piece of this for me is I am the least techie person out there. And I think a lot of people get held up by the tech that want to start a podcast. So that was like a personal challenge for myself. I knew I had an idea for the content. I knew I wanted to share other women's stories. I wasn't sure if I could do the tech, but I did it. So y'all, you got to give it a try before, you know, don't, don't defeat yourself before you get started. Right. So that piece of it was a little bit of a personal challenge and I've come a long way with it in the last year to the point where I just have a lot of fun with it now. Yeah, absolutely. If it wasn't for the pandemic as well, I wouldn't even be doing this podcast. It's like, since we're stuck at home, like we're, we're not going anywhere. Like, like they, people thought it was this going to be like a couple of week thing. They didn't think it was going to be like a long-term thing. And I, I mm-hmm. kind of thought that as well. I thought I just sat like, oh, it's probably going to last a couple of weeks. It's not a big deal. Just get some, sit home, just get some rest. And just, just get ready. Just kind of take time for yourself while you get this time off. And now two years later, kind of now we're like, oh, once is finally going to end. And so like what, if it wasn't really for the podcast, I wouldn't be probably be still thinking about that pandemic. I'll be like, when is this pandemic going to be over? So I'm going to actually yes. live my life. But then at the end of the day, like since I was young, like I always wanted to be in the industry in the first place. Like I always knew I was like, I don't know where I'm going to be, but I know I'm going to be there in the entertainment industry as like I just knew every ever since I was a child and I just remember during the pandemic when it first started I just remember asking like parents questions to see who knew who like knew me better basically and I'm like <laughs> and I got, never thought anything of it because like I was like oh this is a fun thing to do like it's gonna be funny as heck like to see if my parents get so mad that who's right, who's wrong, blah, blah, blah. It was kind of stupid now to think about that I did that. But then to think that I've actually kind of turned that into about something that's like a little job, I'll say, is kind of crazy if you really think about it. It's been a big, well, I'll say for everyone on this podcast or whatever, it is a big step because, like, you have so much work that goes into the podcast and so much thinking and so much hard work that goes to it. It's a lot harder than you think. It's yes. so, it takes yeah. hours, hours each day or whatever, every other day to try to expand your platform, try to get more listeners, try to find guests. Like, it's, like, very difficult. I mean, it could be easy at times, but then most of the time it's like, oh, no, I'm not interested. And, like, it's a very, like, difficult, like, 
what's the word for it? Very difficult thing to do outside is how to work for it. It is. I mean, Kylie, you just said it all, everything I think that any of us experience trying to do this and you've got it and good for you. I have to applaud you that you know so strongly what you want to do. That's one of the things that I'm trying to do is inspire girls. You know, I think I grew up in an era where girls were kind of told what to do or who to be. And it could be difficult then as an adult to kind of peel back those layers and remember what it is that you knew and loved as a kid. And that's something I've been talking about a lot. So young girls, younger women, I really encourage them to figure out who they are and what they want and hold on to that. So if you already know that you are so far ahead of the game, I love that you're holding on to that and you don't even care what anyone else thinks. And that's, that's the way it should be. But you're so right with the podcasting and, and you're right about the pandemic, I think, giving a lot of us an opportunity to explore something like this because it is time consuming. You know, I think the end product that people hear is a lot of fun. Um, and I agree with you. The whole process is a lot of fun, but there is a lot more that goes into it than that. Right. Like you yeah. said, and it could really take over your life. And so, you know, that goes back to, I think the podcast to sort of start as a passion project without the initiative to maybe make money with it or, or, you know, meet some niche that isn't that authentic for the person. I, I don't think those really stand long-term. It's the people who really have sincerity and passion behind their podcasts that I think start to stand out, but you are so right. It takes a lot of time, even when you have those things. So you better love it. Right. I didn't bake banana bread. I started a podcast. Sounds like you did the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's just really the whole thing I kind of like you said before to inspire young girls and women. Like, that's basically the whole reason I started this podcast is to help young girls and women to feel inspired by other people and make it to know that there are people like them. They can be really anything they dream of. They just don't let anyone stop them. Like, when I was a young girl, I never saw myself in the world. And I felt like, oh, I'm not going to make it in life. Like, there's no one like me. Like, what's going on? Like, like these women are always discriminized for who they are and how they look and the, the, the jobs they want. And mm -hmm. all the jobs that matter to the world is all for men, not for women. Let's just say, like, if women want to be a journalist or, like, a, start a podcast or something like that, it's people will be like, oh, you can't start a podcast because you're a woman. You look like that. Like, you can't do that. It's like how old you are and what you look like. I'm like, myself like when I hear those stories about what people are saying I'm like uh, that just makes me want to work harder it's to stop that be like but you don't know what you're talking about like girls run the world by storm like you don't know mm -hmm. what you're talking about yes it hurts very badly I tell based on my experiences being in this industry but then at the end of the day women do run the world and no one can really like stop them when and what they really love to do that's right. That's so true. And I can guarantee you that by doing what you're doing, you're not only inspiring other girls, but you're inspiring other women. You know, there's a lot of women maybe further on in life and they're scared to put themselves out there in this way. So I guarantee you're, you're inspiring a much wider pool of people than you realize. And I will tell you what, Kylie, I've experienced the same thing and my feelings get hurt too. I, especially as a younger girl, I was very, very sensitive. I didn't understand people being mean. I, I just didn't yeah. understand trying to take someone else down to get ahead. And yeah, 
Yeah. Right. And that, that's, if, if you have that too, I think that's a beautiful thing about you, Kylie, hold on to it. I mean, you do need to learn not to take things personally. Right. But that empathy is what makes you who you are and the light that you are in this world, because not everyone can feel that way or cares. And we need people like you to keep putting that light out there. So I applaud you for it because I know it can be very difficult to feel things and feel affected by the world. But I think people who do that are the biggest gift we have. So keep shining your light because it's making a difference. Thank you so much. Right back at you. So a little bit ago, you were part of The Bachelor. Was that right? I was. I was like many moons ago now, Kylie. So I was kind of in the original Bachelor Club. So this was pre-social media. Um, And if you think about how that impacted the show, in some ways, I think it made the show seem more like a fairy tale because it was a dream world, right? We hadn't been exposed to so much yet. There weren't so many opportunities to maybe participate in something like that. Um, So when I had the opportunity to be on the show, for me, it, it really did feel like this fairy tale. And I will say that's kind of the cautionary tale of the whole thing, right? Because Mm -hmm. a fairy tale like that in that way doesn't really exist. And I think, you know, we can set women and girls in particular up for failure um, or to be disempowered. So I'm not anti-reality TV. I love it for entertainment, but I think we need to look at presenting girls and women in more empowering ways on shows like these. And that's kind of what labor of love was to me that I did later on. Um, and of course I didn't know that was coming at the time when I filmed the bachelor. So I actually had, I think a lot of difficulties for some of the things that you and I just talked about, like being sensitive, being hurt by, you know, some of the mean things people would say, you're not really, you know, you're just a normal person, I think, and you're not prepared to kind of be thrust into the public I like that. And you're not really, um, what do I want to say? Like, you're not really coached for mm-hmm. what to expect yeah. on the other side. So you go, I'm actually a very private person. I'm inherently shy and introverted. People never believe that. Mm-hmm. So to suddenly kind of be put out in the public eye, I, I think can be jarring for a lot of people, regardless of your personality. So I had some learning to do. <laughs> yeah, when I was with you before, you said you were shy and all that. Like yes. I, when I was a young girl, I was very, very shy. Like I was, I grew up with anxiety. Like I really, like the only things Same. I would do, I would always go by my parents because I was that shy. I would always sit there at my parents' games, look at everyone, this being my shy self, and this everyone knew me as like a twa, like a very shy girl. Like and yes. And so that's something that I was embarrassed of. And like when I started this podcast and, and people will come up to me, uh, either it's like family, friends or whatever, people come up to me and be like, Kylie, look at this one girl that was a very shy girl growing up to a person that's starting our podcast. Yes. And now has like been doing this for almost a year now. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's good to see how much. I grow, but then at the end of the day, like I'm still a very shy girl, mm-hmm. depending on who you ask. But then at the end of the day, like people don't really change. Like, mm-hmm. yes, like I might be still, still a very shy girl with, bad, with anxiety, but then at the end of the day, I'm still a person. 
Yeah. Same Kelly, same. And I think that's really important what you're sharing, because I think the perception from a lot of people listening is that, oh, this is easy for you or, oh, this is easy for me. Right. And the truth is, I think you can love things like this. Like I think both you and I do, and we can be inherently shy, right. Which requires you to be brave and to challenge yourself to do hard things. Right. And you know, this is fun. You and I both said, this is fun. But what people might not realize is that it isn't always easy to put yourself out there. And I think that's important to share because there might be a lot of other people kind of listening, thinking, hey, I wish I could do that. And when they hear that, oh, Kylie shy, oh, Christy shy, well, they're doing it. That could encourage them to take some leaps in their own life. And I think that's what the sharing is all about. It's inspiring other people to take a chance on themselves too. I have to tell you this little Kylie, because you're going to think this is so funny. I was so shy when I was in grade school that my mom used to pay me a quarter for every word I would say to someone at school. Really? And I, yes. And I only did it because I wanted to buy Hello Kitty stuff. And that's the only way I could, I would have, I would have never talked to anyone if I didn't want the Hello Kitty stuff. And I always think of that, but I, I sort of laugh because I think I've come so far since then, but that is how painfully shy I was until like I got into middle school and it was a constant challenging of myself to reach out and make those connections until it started to become more comfortable, but it's still something I have to work on. Like you said, those things don't go away. Mm -hmm. We just learn to adapt so that we can kind of invite the things into our life that we want and makes us happy and feel fulfilled. Right. So I think you're doing an incredible job at that. I applaud you because I understand how hard that is sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like when I will be like, I like restaurants or something, my parents will literally tell me to order my food mm-hmm. I'm around I'm like mom dad no you guys order for me like I don't want to order but I don't want to order by myself like I just don't want to talk to this person like I mean yes. this person is cool but I don't know this person and I don't want to talk to this person like that was always a very sensitive person so I was like nope you guys do this for me I don't care and I always have my parents do everything for me like speak for me and everything you be Kylie you need to get over this you need to speak for yourself like you're getting older now. Like you need to do this. I'm like, Mom, I'm good. I'm just good. Let me know. Yes. It's just a little something you can't really get rid of. Of course, mm-hmm. I got rid of it now, though. Of course, but then at the end of the day, it's something. Of course, like when you're young, like of course you don't really know what to do. Like you're still young, and you're trying to figure out what to do. You're trying to make yourself better, and of course you don't like with anxiety and shyness. You don't really know much about it. This thing always probably just something, a personality thing. But then the day, like, you, as you get older, you kind of recognize this, oh, oh, like, oh, yeah, I'm shy. That's something I grew up with. But then the day, like, it's something you should really learn more about because, like, it's, because you don't know how many people are going through this. It, it can mm-hmm. really change some of your lives if you really talk about it. You're so right, Kelly. That's such a good point that I hadn't thought of. It is difficult to know what you're dealing with before you can name it. Right. And all the only way we can get to that point is to live through things. And then of course, when you're talking about being shy, other people that are shy are not going to be prone to talk about it. So I think there is a tendency to feel like you're the only one. I I do want to say I had the same experience you did Kylie about not wanting to order, being afraid to order myself and like begging my parents to order, you know, for me at restaurants. And I think some of that shyness in those ways is you know, not that boys can't experience that too, but I think for girls, sometimes it's like a a safety issue, Mm -hmm. right? Like 
girls have a tendency to feel less safe in, a, in the world. And this is true for women too. And it's something that I love about what you're doing with your platform is you're creating a safe space for people to come in and share. And I think that's so, so important. And I hope some of those things like you and I experienced that maybe were not so great because we didn't feel, you know, safe in, in whatever capacity that that was, will start to change as more women are putting out these safe spaces for women and girls to share with each other. That's like a really strong community that I want to continue to be a part of for the rest of my life and help and help build up for other girls and women. Me so too. thank you for being a part of that, Kylie. I'm so impressed that you're doing this already. I can't wait to see what you do from here. It's it's going to be a lot that I know. <laughs> I got you. So as you kind of talked about before, you kind of, you were a part of Fox's reality mm -hmm. TV show, Labor and Love. What was that kind of experience like for you? Being yes. Part of that show? Yeah. So, you know, there was, I think 10 or 12 years between when I did the bachelor and when I did labor of love, I never thought I would do another reality show. I think I'm a very atypical reality show contestant. So I would, I would share that with other girls out there in whatever capacity that they want to pursue something just because you feel like you don't fit the mold. Let's say that doesn't mean you shouldn't go after things that resonate with you or go after your dreams. I think often it's when we are different mm -hmm. that we actually are the ones that get chosen. So when it came to labor of love for me at that point, I was in my early forties versus being in my twenties doing the bachelor. So a very different point in my life. And for me, it was really important to represent women at that age in a more accurate way. I feel like you don't generally see women in their late thirties and forties in reality TV as the lead. Yeah. And I really wanted to change that. And then going back to what you and I have been kind of saying about being different, this was a different kind of show. This was, um, showcasing decisions that women have to make that are different, I think, than a lot of what's happening in society. And I really wanted to help normalize that because I know so many people who are going through something similar. And it, it again goes to that. No, one's talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So if someone can have the courage to be open about the topics and things we're most vulnerable about, I think that starts really important, interesting conversations. And so labor of love for me, where I said the bachelor felt like a fairy tale. And that was sort of disillusioning to me when all was said and done labor of love really was my life. So it was, you know, in some ways that made it scarier, right? Because I'm putting my actual self, my actual life out there, but it was also incredibly empowering for all those reasons that I just said. And I think it all comes down to knowing who you are standing in that truth and not being afraid to put that out there no matter what everyone else is doing or saying, because that's how you find your people. And I think we need people willing to do that to make the changes that we're all hoping to see. Yeah, absolutely. I really couldn't agree more on that. So do you have anyone they look up to as like a podcast host or just kind of in general, they have anyone they look up to? I do. Yeah. And this is super fun, Carly, because these are people actually that I'm now friends with. You know, so you and I talking about starting our podcast, I could have never guessed the, the number of doors that this little passion project would open for me. Um, so I, I will give a shout out to a few people that I think are incredible that have become dear friends of mine, Aaron Ramsey of You're Such a Catch, which is all about self-love and female empowerment. 
um, Aaron Hill of getting cozy. So for all your listeners that love the bachelor, they should check Aaron out. She is a light in the reality TV world. She comes to her guests with nothing but love and warmth. So I feel like she's a really refreshing take when it comes to talking about reality TV. And then my friend, Tiffany Kane has another kind of female focused podcast, uh, radical audacity. So those three women are great friends of mine now, and they have great shows and we all got connected through launching our podcasts. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Like when I first started this podcast, I was always like a very TV geek. I was mm-hmm. always watching television, like whoever, like everyone watched TV as a kid. Like I was always obsessed with TV. Like I was just always watching Netflix. I was always doing something watching TV. And so like when I started this podcast, I was thinking myself like, I'm going to meet so many people in the entertainment industry and be able to be friends with them and be able to connect with them. And so uh, a little bit after I started this whole podcast thing, I never, I kind of thought to myself, I'm probably not going to be able to interview some of my favorite people that watch growing up. It's probably not going to happen. It might, but it's probably not going to happen for a while. And then about, I don't know how months in, it was, I started in April last year or so. It was always September. So it was about maybe like four month gap, I'll say four or five month gap, I'll say. And I sent a message to Kate Wade. She was a, she's a childhood actress. And I sent a message out to Madison Walken. She's a singer-songwriter and she was on a voice last year. Mm-hmm. No, not the voice, American Idol. I always say the voice. Oh, mm-hmm. And so I sent messages to both of them. And I, I briefly talked to Madison before. So I kind of had a little connection with her. And I was like, hey, like, I don't know if you're going to see this or not. But then I, I was like, hey, I would love to have you as a guest on the podcast. I understand if you have time, but I would love you to take some time to come on the podcast or whatever. And they both texted about maybe like a couple of days later. And you're like, yes, I would love to. And like, and I've never been so freaked out in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I grew up, I basically was like, Madison, I listened to her music like every single day. Like, she, really inspires me every single day and Caitlin I grew up watching her and Commander-in-Chief and like there's some other roles she did I grew up watching and I remember just geeking out to both of them the whole time dude like you're amazing I just like couldn't believe it and like to be honest like I never really imagined to be to be here and think myself I get to like to I'm able to interview some of their people and then mm-hmm. it, it's like it feels like a dream to really think mm-hmm. I grew up watching these people and now I get to talk to them on Zoom and have, have be friends with them. It's like, it feels like really a dream come true. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And mm-hmm. tell me what you think about this, but I, I thought about that too because I've had some dream guests on my show. It just tells me that people especially these last two years are really looking for those outlets to truly connect with someone and share their story. And I think if you have the right podcast and the right platform, that's a really authentic way to do that. So I love to hear you say you've gotten to interview your dream guests, but I'm not surprised, but it's, it is really fun. I'm with you there. <laughs> I love that. I love to hear that. Yeah. So like, like, do you know who, um, like, since you're very passionate about like inspiring young girls and women and all that stuff, do you know who Gina Davis is? Yes, I do. I love her. Well, me too. She's the reason why I started, I even started this in the first place. Oh, okay. How, yeah. How'd that happen? So (laughs) it was like like two years ago, I became, like, I watched A League of the Wrong and that was Mm -hmm. her movie that came out in 92. 
Yeah, my mom, and it was the beginning of quarantine, like it was early on when quarantine started, before I even started this whole podcast. And my mom's my mom went up to me and she was like, Carly, like, you want to watch like the girl? It's a baseball movie, all girls, baseball movie, a true story. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm a big sports fan. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I love to watch that. So there's not a lot of female sports movies, so it's great to see that. And so like when I first sat down and watched the movie, I was like, when I first, once I first saw her in the scenes, I was like, I really like this girl. Who's yeah. this girl? And like, I was like, I never felt that much impressed by an actor. I'm like, oh, I like the acting. But then at the end of the day, I never kind of felt that much impressed. I that person's acting never hit me as much as her acting was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mom, who's this girl? Who's this person? And she was like, oh, Gina Davis. I'm like, oh, all right. Then I looked at my phone. I was like, who's Gina Davis? Like, who is she? Who's she? And I was like, oh, she's an actress, blah, blah, blah. And I looked into what she was doing. And I immediately became obsessed with her. I'm obsessed, like, definition of it. Like, I, she inspired me. Basically, she basically changed me. Like, I fit, like, she, like, because I'm so passionate about young girls and women inspiring them and all that stuff, it wouldn't be, it, it wasn't for her. I wouldn't be passionate about that. Mm-hmm. And if, like, I wouldn't be doing this podcast in the first place if it wasn't for her. And, like, I didn't think my dreams were going to come true in the industry until I discovered what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, until, like, you don't know how much a person can really change your life until you see them and what they're doing. Like, she is basically, she all, got through all my hard times, anxiety and being shy. She, like, she got me all through all, every single thing. And I just remember, I was just here to speak this year, early this year. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, this has to be a dream. Like, I didn't have to <laughs> get a chance to meet her or anything. Like, I got to sit front row and see, watch her speak or whatever in North Carolina. I was thinking to myself, like, that dream babe is in front of me. Can I just, like, kind of interview you, please? But then that's going to be like, when my mom's like, Kylie, let's chill. Let's chill. <laughs> how you gonna react and see someone like you admire that can really change yes. your life because you really don't know how much a person can really change your life until you, like, you see them in person and get to talk to them then at the end of the day it's just, it really feels like a dream that you get to see someone that you love and how really has touched your life in so many ways well, it does. And that's what I would say. Don't chill it. Revel in those moments, Kylie, because it, it's what makes it all worth it. And I love that movie too, by the way. And, and you've said this, and I, I think this is the biggest thing. She inspired me. She inspired you. We're in different generations. I think future generations seeing that movie will be inspired by her. This is what's so cool about putting this kind of work out there. Like you just said, you never know whose life it's going to touch. Right. And mm-hmm. ideally that keeps going and going and going. And you get that snowball effect where the impact that you've made is so much bigger than you ever dreamed possible. And mm-hmm. you also said you're living your dream. I mean, how many people can say that? That's why I say, don't chill, enjoy every second of that, because that's, that's what it's all about. And for some people, they really struggle to realize that, that there can be ease with things, that joy is important, that having fun's important. These are things that we should really try to do daily. So don't chill, enjoy, enjoy every second. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> enjoy every second exactly so if you could like work with any like a cast host or like a journalist or basically anyone in the entertainment industry who would it be yes oh my gosh 
I was thinking about that, Kylie, and it's such a hard one to pin down. I, I will say, like so many people, I'm a huge Oprah fan. I actually just interviewed Oprah's executive producer for the finale of my show, Sherry Salata, who's a, a, my like number one mentor from afar. That was a dream come true for me to get to interview Sherry. Um, I, you know, I, I did have sort of a news background. So, so when I was coming out of college, there, there was no social media, right? Yeah. And I really loved like you telling stories, TV, putting, you know, being creative. And so I thought maybe I'd pursue news. So I was always a big Diane Sawyer fan. Mm -hmm. I'm still a huge fan of her in the podcast world. I really love Gabrielle Stone, who has a a podcast oh. called FML Talk. Do you know Gabrielle? Yeah, I actually interviewed her actually. Oh, you did? I'll have to check out her interview. I love Gabrielle and she's been a big supporter of mine. So if I was going to sit down in a pod world, like I, I love to, to be side by side with, with Gabrielle and I think she's so much fun too. So she draws attention to a lot of really important topics, but she does it in a really fun way. And she, I love her books as well. Like I'm a big reader and I love Gabrielle's books. So I'm a big Gabrielle Stone fan. I will always be singing her praises. Um, but I'm a girl's girl. So I, I love sitting down with any and all women and having a chat. All of my guests are female. Um, and I, I don't see that changing. So the, the seat is open. I I'm always open for a chat and I truly enjoy connecting with all women. So those are some people I really love, but like I said, I love all women. So if anyone wants to chat, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I adore Gabrielle's stone and like she's amazing. This one of the best to ever do it in the podcast world. And she grew up basically in the spotlight as yeah. well because like she, her mom was an actress. Mm -hmm. and, she, and she was an ET and some other big films. And I started thinking to myself, like, this is insane. Like this is and once I got a chance to talk to Gabrielle, I immediately became inspired of what she's doing, things she wrote things like she's done I'm like there's not a lot of people that's doing what she was doing now mm -hmm. that is immediately became like such a huge fan of her right when we we're talking now it's yeah. like she just really makes a quick impact right away she does yeah I feel like she carved out her own unique niche you know she she made a unique name for herself I think she started doing a lot of this stuff before other people were mm -hmm. um and I know she works her butt off she works really hard so Gabrielle is like a great role model, I think, for for so many girls and and women, myself included. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. So the final question for an interview is: with some questions for not questions? All what my mind is trying to say at the moment. But what is some advice for younger generations that would like to be a guest? like a host one day or like a podcast host or like maybe a journalist. Yeah. Well, I actually think you didn't misspeak there, Kylie, because sometimes I think it is a question. I, I would tell girls to ask themselves questions. And what I mean about that is we live in a world where we tend to externalize everything, right? We ask everyone else for advice or we ask mm -hmm. everyone else what we should do, but no one can know you better than yourself. So mm -hmm. I would tell girls to be who they are to really spend time figuring that out. And it does kind of require you to ask yourself questions. I think like a little hint there is this, and you and I have been chatting about this the entire episode actually, but the things that when you're younger, you kind of feel embarrassed about or feel uncomfortable about, those are probably your superpowers. And we feel mm -hmm. that way because there are things that make us different, right? Mm -hmm. But that is why they become your superpowers and lead you into success in your own life, the more you can lean into those things that are uniquely you, 
the better off you're going to be, the quicker you're going to have success, which I really think success is being happy and living your life to the fullest and being uniquely you. Right. And I think if you do that, as far as podcasting, you, you've done the hardest part, which is identifying who you are, what you stand for and putting that out in the world and finding your community. So you've set yourself up to be successful in whatever you want to do, including podcasting, which I highly recommend. I think you highly recommend, Yeah. but using that in whatever you want to do, whatever dreams you want to pursue, I think is incredibly useful. Yeah, 100%. I, I could have said it better. That's awesome. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I oh, thank you so such much. Such a blast talking with you. Oh, same, same. And I'm so excited to hear our episode. Of course, me too. So we'll definitely speak soon for sure. Thanks okay. so much for again. Thanks, Kylie. Have a good one. You too.